This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast, you never walk into the Jesus store and they say, we are out of joy. We're out of peace. We're out of faithfulness. We're out of gentleness. We sold out for today. Right. It's the like Je- Costco. Yeah, the, <laughs> yes, it's like Costco. The Jesus store is always has supply and it's always in bulk. Hey everyone, this is Brandon and welcome to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. Uh, This Sunday, we launched a new series entitled The Parables of Jesus. So throughout the summer, we're going to be having um, deeper conversations and looking closer at the 12 parables Jesus taught while he walked on this earth. And this week, we're going to be discussing the parable of the mustard seed found in Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Pastor Christian, welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be back. I can't believe that it's that it's already summer. I mean, it's hard to believe that 2019 is coming and going this quickly, but uh, but was glad to, to let Mike, um, man, speak on a really hard subject to speak on, but a really important subject that has to be addressed through the lens of our Christian faith uh, in mental health. Um, and grateful for you guys being able to lay down that podcast last week and just, just have an extended discussion uh, even more about Pastor Mike's message on Sunday. Yeah, we appreciate the opportunity. Um, let's let's talk about your message um, from this Sunday. Um, you and your message provide a strong comparison uh, between a classroom and a church service. I felt like this comparison that you made in the in the message is is a great lead into the podcast today. Would you would you mind sharing with our podcast audience the uh, uh, the purpose again of for this podcast? especially in light of this comparison you made between the church and a classroom. Yeah, so we said the purpose of a classroom is teaching, right? And you know you have accomplished the, pers- the, the purpose of a classroom when the students have, have learned. But the, the purpose of a church service is not just learning. Sometimes it's learning. But the purpose of a church service, you know a church service has been successful uh, when people grow deeper, uh, when when people are beginning to be transformed spiritually. The purpose of a, of a church service is spiritual development, not just spiritual understanding. Uh, and we said if you learn without seeing a transformation of life, like the, the learning is useless. A lot of the parables were taught to a crowd who wanted to learn but had no desire to live differently. Uh, so Jesus said, I, I got to speak to the heart differently because success of spiritual teaching is seen not in getting the correct answers to the test, but in the transformation of a life. And that's that's what this podcast is. This podcast started with a, hey, what, is, do you think there's any way that people, when they listen to the message, they think on it deeply enough that they have they have follow up questions on it, uh, and they think on it deeply enough that their spirit is stirred to to want to know more, to desire more. So we said, man, even if there's just a handful of people, if just for our group leaders who listen to the message on Sunday and then get to have a discussion with their small group on it at some point during the week, if just they would have questions that we could that, that we could answer, that we could clarify, that we could take to the next level, if we could just do a podcast that 20 or 30 people might listen to so they could have discussion with people who wanted to, to learn to grow, they wanted to develop spiritually, they wanted to deepen and change spiritually, that would be successful. And to now have a podcast where I think, you know, I think we're in our 90th episode yeah, now. This, this is 90 episode 89. 89. 89. Yeah. So 89 episodes in. Uh, we've had, I think, um, more than or nearly, 
uh, more than 70,000 people who have listened uh, to a podcast or 70,000 podcast downloads. downloads. Right. Uh, we have more than a thousand downloads a week now. Um, for me as a, as a pastor, shepherd, um, disciple maker, to think that there are a thousand people who hear a message on Sunday and then are hungry for more. It's like it's happening. They're not listening so they can answer the questions to a test. They're not listening because they want to go stump someone at their work with some spiritual information. They've got this hunger for an activation of truth, which is the name of the podcast, Activate. They want to activate what they've learned. Okay, now I, I learned something Show me how to put that into my life so I can develop more spiritually. Uh, for for me, it's it's just so encouraging to to think that it's working because you want people to leave Sunday and be hungry for more so they can develop and apply the truth that they've learned. And to see that in even just a small measurement through through a podcast is super encouraging. It's it's crazy uh, to, that you mentioned that because I hear people. In fact, I have a friend who who reaches out to me almost weekly and says, "Thank you for the podcast." He says, "I used a lot of the material to to, to speak to my employees this week. I I look forward to it because it challenges me." And, and, and the business that I lead. So, yeah. What's interesting is I, I bet I have more people thank me for the podcast and for the message. So it's possible we don't have a thousand people who hear the message and go listen to the podcast. We might just have people who listen to the podcast only and don't care a lot for the, for the message. But it is, I, I too am amazed how many people enjoy the podcast and the follow up conversation. Hey, I heard this truth. Help me understand that a, a little deeper. I mean, that, that's the whole purpose. Of parables, as we learned in the first message of the series. Well, that's a great lead into our question to our first question on your message today. Um, this summer, we're talking all about the parables of Jesus, and as you mentioned, Jesus often taught in parables. I've, I've often wondered this to his audience. Um, this must have been frustrating to listen to Jesus to some degree. Um, why didn't Jesus just say what he meant instead of speaking in? What would be apparent riddles? Yeah, that's it's, it's an interesting question. Riddles. I I don't think Jesus. Matter of fact, I know I know Jesus wasn't um, trying to confuse his audience. I know he wasn't trying to throw them off. What he was doing, according to the Old Testament, remember the word parable uh, is used in the Old Testament forty five times, often to refer to how the Messiah would come. And identify hearts of people, not grab the hearts of people, but identify the hearts of people. So a lot of times Jesus, Jesus messages weren't for him to grab the hearts of people, right? He didn't all the time make these outlandish statements that grab the hearts of people, but his messages and the follow up of those messages helped him identify the hearts of people. And that's the goal of parables. Isaiah, who was prophesying, to a country who heard a lot, learned a lot, could answer a lot, knew all the right words, said, you know, when the Messiah comes, you're going to find yourself being a country who hears but doesn't understand, who who sees but can't comprehend, because you're only going to see with your eyes and hear with your ears. It's never really going to get to your heart. So Jesus would use parables um, to, to try to find the sweet spot of the soul. You know, if you've, if you've ever hung up a mirror in a bathroom or you, you know, you've tacked up something in one of your kids' rooms and you had to go old fashioned stud finder, um, right? You knock on the wall and you knock and you, you know, you hear it hollow and then you knock and you hear that sweet spot where you can tell there's something behind this sheetrock. 
parables were were the ancient stud finder where Jesus would knock and parables would reveal where there was a chest cavity that had something more behind it because parables would lead people to seek out more truth and those who were seeking according to Jesus in Matthew 7 7 would find those who were asking would receive those who were were knocking would have the door open Jesus said I, I've come that you might have life but the way I teach and the parables that I that I use, they're going to they're going to identify where there's some substance in the heart because those people are going to follow after and they're they're going to dig deeper. So it wasn't that he was that he was trying to eliminate anyone, but he was trying to identify everyone who had more substance in their heart spiritually who would seek after. Like he said, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, parables would not eliminate people, but they would identify people who hungered and thirsted for more. I loved how you said it in your message. uh, The parable is a stethoscope that detects a spiritual heartbeat in the listener, and it's defined by hunger. I I love that. I love that thought. Well, Pastor Christian, um, in this parable that we're talking about Sunday, Jesus makes a, a comparison between a mustard seed and the kingdom of God. In fact, many of his parables related something to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. You you talked about the kingdom of God being something that's internal, external, and eternal. And and in the model prayer in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus taught us to pray. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As Christians, what is our responsibility in advancing the kingdom of God. So good good question, interesting way that you phrase that question. What is our responsibility in advancing the kingdom of God? Uh, my son Christian's getting ready to start his senior year. They started their senior year of football this week. We had our we had our first three practices uh, and and we have lost the the most valuable member of last year's team. We had a running back last year who's going to Air Force to yes. play football. I mean, the, the kid could play. He was really good. And he scored 46 touchdowns. Co- coach said at the end of practice today, Coach Burke, who uh, goes to our church, said, you know, we um, we lost 46 touchdowns. You know, we, lo- we lost a guy who scored 46 touchdowns. Somebody else is going to have to carry the ball this year. We need to understand when it comes to advancing the kingdom of God, only Jesus carries the ball, right? There, there are no quarterbacks or running backs in the kingdom of God. We are all linemen. Um, but what we do is by surrendering our lives, by surrendering ourselves, by surrendering our wills, by surrendering more of our life, by, by letting go, Scripture says we die to live, by surrendering we gain. We gain that internal kingdom of God. And when the internal kingdom of God advances enough in us, our life, because it's surrendered, begins advancing. And it advances in ways that attract people to Jesus. It advances in ways that at some point allows us to be an ambassador for Jesus, where we represent him to people. Uh, It advances in ways that allows us to touch and care for people like Jesus would if he were here. It advances in ways that allow us, because we've surrendered our wills to God's, that allow us to stand for truth that Jesus would stand for. Really, advancing is more about surrendering than moving. And if you surrender enough, the kingdom of God will advance in you, where literally our prayer should be, really our prayer should not be your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Our prayer should be your kingdom come in my life. 
today the same way it would be in heaven. Make me today who I would like to be in heaven. Make me at work who I would be if my job was in heaven. Make me at home who I would be if my home was in heaven. Make me on the field who I would be if I was playing sports in heaven. Let heaven have all of me. I surrender all of me so heaven can have more of me because if I will surrender enough, I can advance the internal kingdom and then the external takes care of itself as I work my way towards the eternal. So, you know, it's it's not, you know, it's not this partnership with Jesus. Again, no quarterbacks or wide receivers or running backs in the kingdom of God. We're all linemen. But if we will surrender ourselves... Um, and try to make more room in our life for Jesus. He'll, he'll run the ball. He will advance the kingdom in our hearts, and that will allow our lives to advance the kingdom in the world. Let's talk about the mustard seed a little bit, Pastor Christian. Uh, you stated, if the seed of the kingdom of God has been really planted in you, then your life will become a spiritual refuge for others. Um, I want that to be a descriptor of my life. Like he was or Brandon is a spiritual refuge for others. How do I know when I have become that spiritual refuge for others? So this isn't a, this isn't, um, it's a clear answer. It's a hard life. You know, especially if you, if you work in a secular job, you know, when you have become a spiritual refuge for others, when you go home after work and you, you feel like a spiritual doctor. Everyone is coming to you with their hurts. Everyone's coming to you with their pains. Everyone's coming to you with their questions. It's like you are the guy, you are the girl that everyone needs to talk to when things go wrong. That's frustrating. That's draining. That sometimes is discouraging. That's hard. That's challenging. But when you find yourself day after day driving home, week after week driving home, and you somehow attract those who are hurting because just being with you for a little bit makes them feel better you have become a spiritual refuge for people. Jesus didn't say in Matthew chapter 11, everyone who feels good, everyone who's excited, everyone who's filled with contagious passion and willing sacrifice and uh, a leader in generosity, you know, the, the, the type of characteristics and culture we try to carry at our church. Jesus didn't say, let the best of the best come to me. He said, anyone who's tired, who's weary, who's worn out, who needs rest, come to me. And I, and I will give you that rest. When David, who was a, a great spiritual type of the Messiah in the Old Testament, began to lead the people of Israel, uh, and the king of Israel at the time, Saul, was after him because he thought he was a usurper to the throne, David set up camp and it said everyone who was in debt, everyone who was discontent, everyone who was discouraged came to him and he became their leader. If we told people at our church, listen, we want you to volunteer for the ministry where all the discontent, discouraged, in-debt people are, there would not be a lot of people to raise their hand quickly because it's hard to be a spiritual refuge for people. It's hard to give all of yourself unless you continue to give more of yourself to Jesus and you're actually giving away him and not you because Jesus is the internal resource that is limitless. If we give away ourself, some point there's a limit to that. But if we give away Jesus, you never go to the Jesus store and find that it's sold out. You never walk into the Jesus store and they say, we are out of joy. We're out of peace. We're out of faithfulness. We're out of gentleness. We sold out for today. Right. It's the like Je Costco a little yeah, bit. The, <laughs> yes, it's like Costco. The Jesus store is 
always has supply and it's always in bulk. That's awesome. Um, and if we will, if we will live from Jesus and if we will pour the Jesus in us into others, we will draw the, the discontent. We will draw the discouraged. We will draw the, the indebted. We will be worn out. But at some point the light will go off and we'll think, oh my goodness. I have become a spiritual refuge. For some reason, people see me as a spiritual hospital. I must be doing something right. However, my energy levels are low, so I better go back to Costco and get some more of Jesus. Um, he's, he's never out. He's always free. Uh, so I, I better go get some more and stay filled up so I can keep giving him away. That's so good. Well, let's end our podcast today with a challenge you gave us on Sunday. You know, our desire, to, uh, our desire as a church is to be people who protect and nourish mustard-sized or mustard-seed-sized faith. I, I know that before any question that you ask from the stage publicly, you will always answer for yourself privately. What faith seed have you been challenged to plant this summer and why? Yeah. So, you know, you ask these questions and I think, mm, you know, he's put me on the spot before, you know, what, what we thought might be 25 or 30 listeners. It's there's sure. going to be a thousand. Sure. Um, that's a big, small group to share your heart with. <laughs> yeah. But, but I will, because that's, that's who God has created me to be. So Psalm 41, for, Psalm 42 says, as the deer pants for streams of water. So my soul pants for God. And three times in Psalm 42, um, the author of Psalms 42, um, Ask, he asked a rhetorical question. He said, why, my soul, are you so downcast? Like your hope is in God. Your trust is in God. He says, why, why, oh, my soul, are you so downcast? And he, and he talked about li- needing to lift up his countenance. I feel like what God is challenging me with this summer is to plant a seed of faith to lift up my countenance. You know, my uh, one of our driving values of leadership at our church is contagious passion. But I have come to learn because of people uh, who who are pouring into my life, because of people who watch my life, um, I, I'm I'm beginning to learn that that when things are going well, and when I am casting vision, I have the ability to be a carrier of contagious passion. Um, when I am when I am casting vision. I have the ability in my home, in my marriage, in my parenting, in my friendships with our church, with our staff, to be a carrier of contagious passion. But but when I am giving feedback or redirecting or coaching um, or critiquing, like the, the, the weight of just the intensity that I carry, when positive is contagious passion, when anything less than really positive is I've learned it's crushing passion, um, to my kids, to my wife, to our staff. Um, I, I just, I, I carry like, I, I carry this fire inside of me, right. That, that, that burns hot. Like Jeremiah, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, and when I can light other fires, it's awesome. But if I, if I am not careful, to watch my countenance when I'm having to correct and feed things and, and, you know, give feedback and move in another direction. Um, I, I do not, I do not light fires, man. I just, I I burn people up. So what God has told me, um, is Christian, your soul is not downcast to lift up your countenance. Uh, So I've been working mostly with my kids to be, to be honest with you. It's mostly with my kids and Danielle. I've been trying to measure my countenance. 
I'm always thinking about something. And sometimes my countenance says, don't talk to me right now. I'm really locked in. But here's the problem with me. I'm always really locked in. I'm always really locked in. So I'm, I'm driving home from dinner the other night with Christian. Um, and we get home and, you know, and he turns and he says, you're really quiet. Is something wrong? And the answer is no, nothing was wrong. I was thinking about something, but I'm always thinking about something. And I feel like God has said, check your countenance. This summer uh, is to be the countenance. So if you if you pass by me and I appear to be smiling for no reason at all, I'm just really trying hard. I'm really You're trying hard. The seed, to, bud. Yeah, You're I'm trying to see. I'm trying to lift up my countenance. Um, and it's not that I'm carefree, but I, you know, I, I just I, I don't want to have an intensity that that just crushes people's spirit when I don't even, when I don't even mean to. So I'm grateful for the intensity that burns and allows my passion to be contagious, but I don't want to have a a crushing passion. So that's, that's the seed that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at these times of scripture reading. I do that deeper prayer life. I do that times of fasting. God's been challenging me there. Family discipleship nights. We do that serving. I do that. Listen to the activate podcast every week. I do that. Invite people to church. I do that. Start giving. I mean, these are, these are elementary. These are basic. If you're not doing them, you should. But for me, God, yeah, God's gone up just a, another level and just say, Hey, I want you, I want you to watch your countenance all summer long. I want you to watch your countenance and I, I want you to be more better and life giving just in your in your countenance because sometimes your um, your in, your intensity can be misread. So be more aware of that. that. That's what I'm working on this summer. Well, that's why you need to listen to the podcast because it's it's a bonus. That's bonus. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yep. greatly appreciate your transparency. I think it's um, it's contagious. It allows other people to be transparent in their relationships. It gives people permission to do that. So, Pastor Christian, thank you for that. It's really going to be a great summer at Journey, and I am grateful that you're leading us through this series. And we are so thankful that you listen to the podcast as well. If what Pastor Christian has shared today has challenged you or even encouraged you in some way, would you mind taking a moment to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you use? This really helps us get the word out about this resource. Again, thanks for listening, and we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.